Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Inside the Drag Closet with Jade. Join Jade DeVere and her fabulous team of guests as they discuss all things drag, from wigs to makeup to performances and everything in between. Join us at WLFE-DV.com for upcoming shows and more. Well, hello there, kids. Welcome to Inside the Drag Closet, the interactive podcast where we talk about all things drag and some things that aren't. Who knows? We're really just here to have a good time. We have a fabulous show planned for you this evening. The incredibly talented Mrs. Kasha Davis is joining us here this evening. Super excited to introduce you to her. She is fantastic. I've worked with her a couple times. We've always had the best time ever. I am so happy to be joined by my lovely co-host Amethyst Diamond this evening. But I have to start with a little who, what, where. Who am I? My name is Jade DeVere. I am a drag performer based out of central Pennsylvania. I have been performing for roughly 437 years now. (laughs) What am I wearing? I'm wearing a lovely outfit that said was a 2X and is definitely not. (laughs) I'm squeezed into it. Um, I also have some fabulous hair by the incredibly talented Miss Ariana Autumn. Make sure you look her up on Instagram at Ariana Autumn. I call this hair the blue wave. Because, yeah. 
my face tonight is a whole lot of uh, Wet n Wild Cream Stick. I just got a new bronzer too. I believe it's by NYX. I'm really enjoying it. My eyes are a combination of a whole bunch of different products. There's some Jeffree Star. There's some, um, oh, what is the other group? Oh, I don't remember. There's a lot going on on my face right now. Business as usual. <laughs> and of course, some lovely jewelry. By Rocks by Cox. Lolly, I swear it's going to happen every week. Game on. <laughs> and where can you find me? You can find me every Wednesday right here on Inside the Drag Closet on WLFE-DB Radio at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have some fantastic comments already. Derek Gamble, Ernst, good evening, ladies. Hello, that is my charming husband. Uh, Vicki Marie Thompson, evening. Good to see you, Vicki. <laughs> Gabrielle Dixon, yes! Welcome, Kasha. Gabby, you are going to adore Kasha. I promise you that. Um, Daniel Jackson, I am living for this blue look. Me too, actually. This was one of these looks that I was like fidgeting with, toying with, and then it just clicked. And I'm so happy it did. I wanted to base everything on this fantastic hair. Definitely look up Ariana Autumn. She hasn't been working lately, so she's started styling wigs. And I am over the moon about how this turned out. I am loving it. Robin Thompson. Hi, good evening, everyone. Hey, Robin. Hope you're doing great. Um, Cassie Hunter. Hey, girls. Hey, Cassie. So glad you're enjoying the show. <laughs> Gabrielle Dixon. Rocks by Cox. <laughs> Uh, oh, Monica, this is amazing. I'm blue, damn I have to tell you, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I was obsessed with Eiffel 65. I love that song. The, the soundtrack, or not soundtrack, but the album that song came out on was so good. And I just... I loved everything about it. Now I have to re-download it. Thanks. Thanks, Monica. <laughs> oh, and Chase is watching. Hey, Chase. How you doing, girl? Long time no see. Hope you are staying safe at school. So excited. I'm excited that you're watching. Okay, we're we're starting the Rocks by Cox wave. That's what's really going on right now. Um, but I'm not going to sit here by myself all evening. So I want to bring out my fabulous co-host this evening. You got to meet her last weekend. This is her first time actually co-hosting with me. I'm super excited. Let's welcome Miss Amethyst Diamond. Hello, everybody. Good evening and welcome to Inside the Drag Closet. Jade, how are you this evening, my dear? I'm good. How are you? Do look at this hair. Just blessed and highly favored. You know, ma'am? Yes, 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 yes. A little orange and teal for you this evening myself. So blue wave, I'm here for that. Absolutely. Give us a little who, what, where, hon. Absolutely, everybody. My name is Amethyst Diamond. I've been performing for about 22 years now. I started down in D.C., but I currently perform here in central Pennsylvania. Um, you can also find me uh, down at the Blue Moon in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. I'll be there this Friday as well. Uh, what I am wearing this evening, of course, you all know, rocks by <laughs> and my frock this evening is made by the one and only Love Shop. Love Shop. Don't stop. Most of my costumes, as you can see back here, are all from Love Shop as well. So 
Let's do it, ladies. Let's have a good time. I'm super excited about our guest this evening, all the way from RuPaul's Drag Race. Season 7 is Mrs. Kasha Davis tonight. Are you guys excited or what? Oh, I'm definitely, I am over the moon already. We have some fantastic comments. Vicky says, evening, Amethyst. Hi, Vicky, baby. (laughs) Cassie gives you a, hey, Amy. Hey, girl. Uh, Gabby Dixon, hey Amethyst, you're giving me Jackie O'Realness with that hair. Mm, yes, this is my interview hair. This is my News at 11 hair, yes. <laughs> she has some very important things on her plate this evening and she's going to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> I love this comment from Jason, Blue Wave for the presidency. Let's hope we're so close. It is such a nail biter and I don't understand why. I, I totally agree with you. This should be a blue monsoon, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of stupidity out there, kids, but we're going to keep fighting, and I know we're going to win this one. Yes. My fingers are crossed. My toes are crossed. I've got everything crossed. Exactly. I have everything crossed except my legs because I'm a lady, and I'm airing some stuff out. I'm a lady from the waist up. <laughs> <laughs> Same, but not in this dress because, you know, it's not a 2X. I'm complaining about that all night now. That's terrible. (laughs) I like literally I put it on. I was like, boobs, nope, nope, can't do that. But I really like the dress. So it looks great. It looks fantastic. Thank you. It I I might give it to a skinnier queen or I might build some insets for it so I can actually accommodate a girl. It's short though. Oh. It's really short. And I'm a short girl. Like That's true. Well, like, maybe a tube top. It'd be a tube top on me, perhaps? Probably. Yeah. I'm good with that. <laughs> so, I'm girl, good. do we want to do we want to bring in our star for the evening? Let's do it. I'm so excited. All right, kids. We are going to introduce to you. She was on RuPaul's Drag Race season seven. She is she has been so busy during this time of absolute crisis. You can watch her story times on Facebook. You can follow her on Instagram, which I thoroughly recommend. Uh, She is one half of the Davises. You kids put your hands together for Mrs. Kasha Davis. Ah! Hello. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm, I'm coming in to you long distance here uh, uh, over the phone line here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. Let me move oh. this around a little bit. There we go. There we, there we are. Go. <laughs> so, Kasha, give us a little who, what, where about you. Oh, well, who? I miss it. Kasha Davis, international celebrity housewife because of that, you know, opening credits on RuPaul's Drag Race season seven, which in other words, just means I did shit it. <laughs> no, but I'm a workhorse queen and I'm just not gonna let that bitch tell me I can't make it. So I'm gonna keep on keeping on. Uh, and I live in Rochester, New York with Mr. Davis and Max. We've been married 17 years, seven legal, three happy. And it's just been fantastic. Uh, here I'm wearing a Costa, a Costa Glam wig right here, who I adore. Uh, my jewelry is not uh, by Rocks by Cox. It is by Amped Accessories, a nice button earring because I'm a lady. And uh, this dress is on discount. Back- Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. From Lord and Taylor, because they're going out of business in Rochester, and I know how to spot a bargain. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) There you have it. I love (laughs) Kasha, I adore you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I adored you since the moment I met you. We had so much fun that night, and we had the next time together, and then the time at DragCon when I don't remember I saw you. And uh, here we are staying in touch. And of course, any friend of yours is a friend of mine. And she's from Lancaster. And she too doesn't make clothes because she's not Amish. So I'm not. It's I tried it. Didn't like it. I don't either. So that's why we're, we're, we're going to be besties because we know how to shop. Yes, ma'am. Yes, mm. ma'am. Accurate. It doesn't have to be expensive. Don't exactly. buy this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> You keep saying that it doesn't that it doesn't fit. I think it looks fantastic. It does. The problem is I can't wear a chest, and I I'm one of those queens. I don't. I have to pad my chest. I have to pad my hips. There's no room for anything in this. Okay, but so. you know, you know, we're 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 old school queens uh, in some ways, and it's okay sometimes maybe to not pad, or it's okay to you know try some different things. So I think you look fantastic. Thank you. (laughs) Speaking of looking fantastic, I was living for, even though you don't remember seeing me, it's a girl, DragCon, how many thousands of people did you see? Well, I don't know. You know, I I don't know that I saw that many, but I I do remember, of course I remember you, but when I looked at the picture, I'm like, I don't remember that moment. You know what I mean? So I felt bad. But of course I remember, you know, the good times we've had together. Oh yeah. One of my favorite moments, we did Dickinson College together Yes. And I'm not going to lie, I was super intimidated to meet you. Oh, gosh. And, and then it degraded into this buffoonery. <laughs> yes. In the, in the dressing room. Um, I've done that gig every year since then. The year after you, we had the fantastic Shangela there. Oh, um, God. We've had, uh, who else was there? Shea Coulee was there one year. And last year, we had Peppermint. And Fabulous. Every year, it's such a fun gig, and you were so, 
I think what struck me the most is I I had seen a couple girls from RuPaul's Drag Race perform before, but it was very, this is my space. And you uh, were just like, all right, where am I going to go? Let's have some fun. <laughs> right. Well, I want to get to know people because guess what? Then I can do stuff like this and be invited back to the other things that queens are doing. Because just because you've been on RuPaul's Drag Race doesn't mean anything. I mean, you could, even if you do really well, sometimes you're not even working. So, you know, I, it's about connections in life and, and, and it's important. And I'm no different than any other queen out there. So I was pleased to meet you. And I'm glad that we, we had a hoot in that dressing room that night. Oh yeah, definitely. We all, I'm not going to lie. Me and some of the other girls all had a chat afterward. Cause you were like, Hey, where does everyone want to go out to dinner? And we're all just like, girl, we're so tired. Because we're so used to doing gigs at 10.30 at night, and then all of a sudden I'm at home and I'm like, are you shitting me? It's only 10 o'clock. I feel like a dick. I have to text her. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, and like you mentioned yourself that you are a workhorse, and I, I look up to that so much. I want to know what it was like on the set of Hurricane Bianca 2. Oh, well, first of all, Aren't we all Pennsylvania gals? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So of course we're workhorses. We know how to work hard. And I think that that is something that I learned from my parents and my grandparents. And it serves me well. And I hope that, and I know that you both relate. I see all those crowns behind you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> These old <Right>. things. Those <laughs> old things. No, but I mean, no. it's hard work. To, to, you know, to attain those crowns and to, to look at yourself and to just keep on going because, you know, you don't place all the time and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I love hard words, you know, people who don't expect things handed to them. Um, this being on the set was so much fun because I was there with Darian Lake, my sister gal pal, and it was such an interesting, to this day, I drive Mr. Davis crazy because I had never filmed a, a movie before, you know? And it's so interesting what they do. You, you, so they film from different perspectives. So if you're, if you're speaking to another character, they film from behind your head, and then maybe from this side, and then maybe they want to film from that side. So you don't really have to learn your lines. They give you like three or four lines, and they say, okay, let's practice it three or four times. And then by the fifth time, you're doing different angles. You're able to try it different ways. And it, it was so much less pressure than theater because I was like, oh, we're going to do this like 25 times from different angles. And it was just a joy. I love that. I've... I've only done like small like commercial stuff, but I've never done a film. And like, I've always been hesitant to dive into it, but the way you mention it now makes me want to go, okay, maybe I'm going down the wrong path. I, um, I, if either of you have the chance, do it. Because you get to keep discovering different ways you want to play. And I think to myself, like, why isn't Bianca worried? She has so many lines. She's like, oh, girl, don't worry. They're going to give you a piece of paper, and you have to do three or four lines. You just have fun. And she's like, you want a cocktail? I'm like, I don't drink, but oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, it was just so chill. But it's, it's, I'm not saying that film actors don't have talent and work hard, but easier. Well, I can imagine it's difficult because it's spread out over such a time and you have to maintain that character the whole time. Right. Um, 
like with obviously go ahead with stage it's a little different because like i remember i was doing my stage combat certification a number of years ago and my fight partner stacy we had rehearsed our scene we got it down pretty good and then the day of the test she completely changed how she was playing her character and i was like okay i can work with this but <laughs> and we got an award of excellence oh wow yeah i was like thank you for turning that into a flirty scene which i did not see coming but thank you <laughs> <laughs> so amethyst do you have any questions for kasha absolutely kasha you know first off welcome to our show and thank you so much for blessing us with your presence it's such an honor to meet somebody who you know has gone through the gauntlet as they say on rupaul's drag race so what's life after drag race been like for you Oh my gosh. You know, there's a variety of ways I could answer that question. And I will say it as I sum it up, it's been a dream come true. And what I mean by that is that I went to school for theater and then I ended up listening to my parents and always having a backup plan. And that backup plan was business. It served me well, but I wasn't doing what I loved. Fast forward to auditioning for Drag Race. After coming home, Mr. Davis and I decided he was like, you know, go for it, make it your career. And I couldn't believe that I was gonna do that. And of course, the moment I did, the gig stopped coming in. You know, And I was like panicking. And at the time I was drinking and my drinking really became a problem. And so right after it, the show premiered, just about after I, I, I made the decision to you know go to rehab and get sober. So not only was I following my dreams, I was cleaning up my act, and now today I I just feel like things are lining up now, five years later, and so I can't wait for the next step will be. Fantastic. I didn't realize, like, I, I also have had a serious drinking problem in my past, and now um, I used to joke around, like, uh, we have one show out here that we used to do every year, and it was the State Street pageant where we found the trashiest and the filthiest we could find. That was the only time I would get effed up drunk in drag because I was like, nope, Jade needs to be a certain way. And every year it was so therapeutic and I ended up holding the title for a year. Um, we had a year that nobody showed up to compete. So I was like, I'll compete. What have I got in my bag? And I literally, I emceed the show and competed at the same time. <laughs> oh it was absolute garbage and I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and you shouldn't. You should never regret a damn thing in your life. Everything's exactly. for I agree. No regrets. No regrets. I have exactly. had, I've had my my share of rock bottoms. Uh, and I don't regret them because they brought me to where I am today. I love that mindset. I think it takes Sadly, it takes sometimes it takes that traumatic thing for us to grow. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. And it, it sometimes it's hard to see that you know when when the issue is presented to you, but you get through it. The only way out is through. And at the end of the day, you never know what's on the other end of the tunnel. You know, this year has been a challenge for everybody. Twenty twenty has just been a bitch. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and you got to learn to find the goodness in the dark. 
you know what I mean? And turn it into your light and turn it into positivity and then share that with everyone else. You know, and that's what I've been focusing on this year is just self-reflecting and then pushing that light out into the world. So, yeah. I love that. <clears throat> Me too. It's so helpful. You know, and it's also helpful on the flip side to allow ourselves to have a bad day and to practice some self-care and, you know, to be like, okay with the stress of it all. Like, obviously last night and this morning, I was like, okay, deja vu, what is wrong with the United States of America? Um, now we're seeing a little bit glimmer of hope here. Uh, let's not get too excited. <laughs> but maybe, um, you know, not talking too much politics, but... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It's been that. It's been COVID. It's been politics. It's, you know, trying to take a look at what, you know, look what you did. You created this show to help people have a diversion or a distraction or whatever from some of the reality. And I, and I believe it's, it just truly is therapeutic. It helps people. So congrats to both of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I have to and say Super happy to have Amethyst on board. Our dear sister, Fancy Dismount, had to withdraw from the show because she got an actual paid gig. And I was like, girl, I can't fault you that. Nope. And Amethyst has stepped in. She has been, she's been a sister of mine for years and I'm super happy to have her on this journey. Thank you, baby. Thank you very much. You bet. I also want to give a huge shout out to um, uh, Anastasia Diamond and Scarlett Overkill, my other two co-hosts, you girls, we are like, it's such a interesting sisterhood that we formed with this show that we wouldn't have had if we hadn't been, you know, stuck in our houses for eight months, unable to hang out. Like I haven't physically seen any of my co-hosts in person since the show started, which yeah. is weird so Isn't weird it? like my uh, i keep calling him my producer teddy i've never met him in person uh he's <laughs> actually he's commenting uh ted here and yes i remember her being that 
being that I'm from Rochester, her and Maya Douglas, OMG, great. Love our Rochester girls. Maya Douglas is amazing, legendary, legendary. Oh my God, yes. And gorgeous. And the sweetest. And she, it, she, talk about somebody who can craft some amazing um, couture. She's just, she's outstanding. But you said you're performing live in Rehoboth now too, right? Yes, at the Blue Moon. Ah, now, I love Rehoboth. I have never performed there, but I definitely used to drink at the Blue Moon. <laughs> well, maybe we can get you down there, girl. Would you come if I got you an invite? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. I think at one point I might have been close. I'm not sure. And it, and it could have been, it, it was a possibility at one point and then something happened. But, and didn't Christopher Peterson work there uh, in Rehoboth? He sure did. Oh, one he of sure the legendary, one of my favorites that I first saw and I was just so blown away. Absolutely. He is incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Right. Just character, 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 character. I know. Right in front of your face. It's it's impeccable. I, I could never. I like <laughs> no way. Well, no. you know what? It's a different it's a different form of drag. And it's I, that's what I love so much about drag. Isn't that what's great? Is that there's really nothing, there's no wrong way. That's what sometimes I get frustrated about drag race, is that the judges are up there saying, This is how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Well, so does you. It's art, so there's really no wrong way. Exactly. You know? um, but yet, I, I understand pageantry, the dress needs to be a certain length, this needs to be a certain way, but drag in general. Well, I heard, um, I didn't really, I haven't had a chance to sit down and actually watch Drag Race Canada yet, but I had heard so many like things about people hating on the judges because especially the one judge who isn't a drag queen, he was trying to be like Michelle and people are like, no, 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 no. You don't right. get to do that. And I'm like, he's also a judge. So it's a tricky situation. That and I just love Stacey McKenzie and I've loved her since I saw her in The Fifth Element. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I haven't watched, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched yet. Um, I will. And I've heard the same thing. I think though that we have to understand that any reality show is not reality. And in some ways, the producers and the audience are looking for the drama and the shade. So we have to be able to stick, take a step and understand that it, it is part of the, the acting of it. Exactly. Well, and that's what people want to tune in and watch. That gets butts in the seats. I get it. Um, right. Me, I'm gonna sell out me and my friend Scarlett. We just, we were gonna try to start a feud online just because we've auditioned so many times to find out, hey, now all of a sudden we hate each other. Put us on the show together. <laughs> Episode one, we come in and hug each other and all the producers are like, shit, that's why. You know, I've, I've had the opportunity, you know, for yourself or anybody else auditioning and anyone has an audition out there, uh, who is auditioning out there, don't stop because the, the producers and the casting agents have told me, you know, that they know certain people, that they continue to, to push them. And, you know, it's like casting for anything else. Sometimes it's just, it's not the right season. And it will happen. They know you. They definitely know you. I'm definitely going to audition again. This past year, I just reached a breaking point 
that I was like, nope, take a break for yourself. Yeah, which wow. is great. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good thing. It's a blessing to take a step back and just put everything on the table and line things up for yourself. See what you like, what you don't like. You know, like I said, I've been doing that a lot this year. Just you know, taking a breather and and just saying, okay, let's reevaluate things. Let's see where we want to go. You know, make some goals and and take a step forward. So yeah, isn't it, isn't it wonderful that this time frame has given us, well, forced us to stop and say what. What, what am I doing? What do I want to do? What direction do I want to go in? And it's really leveled the playing field, right? We're all we're all forced to have limited, very limited amount of work. And so we're all forced to say, like, well, what can I create? What new content can I create? Or looks or whatever we do. And um, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for us to slow down a little bit. That's true. I, I agree. Like, there is a benefit to the grind and trying to get yourself done. Like I started a YouTube series last year, but this year I was like, I'm taking a break from it. Uh, it might come back, but I've been so focused on this show. I don't know if it's going to come back, but I've started, you know, expanding what I do. And that has been super rewarding. Uh, <laughs> I want to bring up a comment because one of our lovely sisters, one of our co-hosts is fangirling right now. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh uh, this wall of text uh, from Scarlet Overkill. I literally don't know who is prettiest tonight. All you ladies look beyond gorgeous. The Dickinson College Show was so much fun. I'll never forget that night. Kasha Davis, I love working with you. You're a class act. So professional and so fun to be around. I'll never forget when I was Miss Central Pennsylvania Pride 2017 and you were at Pride and I was like, oh no, I have to do my duties as a Pride Queen, but I'm too busy fangirling. Oh, that is so sweet and kind. I, I I appreciate that. And and again, I maybe it's the Pennsylvania gal. I just enjoyed it. I I have not traveled to many places where I can say, "Ooh, I don't want to go back." Uh, <laughs> both places because I do want to. I, I do want to get to know people and try to stay in touch and communicate on uh, Instagram and or as I like to say, Insta Snatch. Um, no, I'm still cool. Uh, whatever. But, you know, face plays, Insta Snatch, water, all of that stuff. And uh, and in touch, because you never know when the next opportunity would present itself. Exactly. I'll never forget, like, I was blown away. Um, Dickinson and Pride are such fascinating events for me. Um, I remember we were, it was the year after you were at Dickinson, and Shangela was the host. And my friend Bella just wanted to get a picture with her. But Bella forgot her phone or something like that. So Shangela's like, here, give me your number. I'll take it and I'll text it to you. And I'm like, right. Did you just give out your phone number? And Kasha and I <laughs> had the same like connection. Like, I forgot I had your phone number in my phone when I started messaging you on Instagram. Right. Well, and you know... That's and look how successful Shangela is. I mean, she's doing so well, um, and she's just a real person. She's a real queen. She's a hard worker. She's relatable. Um, doesn't give up. And in, and this is why I think the world, you know, twenty twenty and going forward, the world wants honest honesty. You know, um, yes, 
the reality shows promote drama and there's there's a theatrical aspect. But you know, real true people, I think, is what we gravitate towards. That's true. Because at the end of the day, that's what most of us are. Right. Most, most of us are. Although, isn't it ironic that we're talking about being so real when we've got all of this going on? I know. I have thought about that a couple times and, and, is, and have been asked about that. I'll say in my story time, I'll say, you know, you should celebrate and be your most genuine self. And I recently did an interview and I thought this is the most genuine I can honestly say because as a boy as a young boy I knew that I gravitated towards fabulous things color uh, jewelry uh, my grandmother and mother's hair and all that kind of stuff but I identify as he him uh, on, on the day in the day and at night I identify as you know she her and I'm all of that and so it's 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 as if it's an, an exaggeration of of form, and it's a celebration drag. So I do feel like I'm my most my genuine self. Well, and I think that's the beautiful part about drag. There is an inherent gender fluidity to it, um, which I think the world is now even more willing to accept in some places. <laughs> Not based on Absolutely. the vote this morning, right? <clears throat> Well, it's a good thing they put that map up so I know where not to go. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I feel the same way about doing drag, you know. I Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As a guy, <clears throat> not everybody would agree with this, but I'm kind of shy and kind of laid back. But when I'm in drag, it allows me to push my, my inner self out. And it allows me to reach people and be comfortable talking to people about certain topics or just, just having a normal conversation. You know, I feel more outspoken in drag than I do as a guy. Um, I'm not sure why that is. Maybe that's, do you ladies feel the same way? Does that happen to you? Are you more of a bigger persona in drag, should I say? Oh, definitely. Yes, agreed. I same thing. I'll be more, you know. Let's say I remember when I first started, and boy, did I not look good. Um, I remember in drag, you know, I would talk to any guy in the bar, and you know, say hello. But then if I went back, I was I was all shy, and they wouldn't know who I was, and and it was like all this ridiculousness. I don't think that that happens now. And first of all, I mean, I'm not really flirting anyway. I've been married and we're pretty, we're pretty vanilla. <laughs> but I still, I mean, you know, who doesn't flirt? But I thought to myself, oh my gosh, like now I, I'm just so much, as time has gone on and I've grown a little older, you know, I'm just so much more comfortable that it's, uh, it's starting to blend together, which is nice. Yeah. Good. I I was doing an interview a couple weeks ago on another show uh, called The Obstructed View, which is a fantastic show. Make sure you follow them. Um, and I they bring on a different drag performer every week and talk about a different topic. And my topic I chose to do 
was self-care. Because I was in drag. I would have been in drag five days in a row. And I was like, nope. So showed up in a Halloween costume, took my mask off. And I was Mitch underneath all of this and not Jade. And they were like, oh. I'm like, sometimes you have to remember this person first. And they were like, but you're always so outgoing. I'm like, when I have that mask on, yes, I am. Yeah. I have fused more of Jade into Mitch as time goes by, which has been fun. And isn't that great how your drag persona can fuse with your, your regular persona and help your regular persona push itself forward? And at oh. the end of the day, you're the same person anyway. <laughs> like, I don't know how that works, but it works for me too. It really does. <laughs> it does. And I remember when I first started in drag, I was always like, hello, darlings, it's me, Mrs. Gosh, you know, this voice. And now I'm thinking, okay, I'm pretty much just my voice, maybe a little bit more, uh, I'm projecting more or, uh, you know, playing around with the way that I say words, but I don't try to sound like a lady. <laughs> it wasn't until this show that I stopped doing this because this was Jade's voice for the longest time. And then I was like, yeah. nope, I can't do it. No, <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Well, it sounds great, and you can use it for a certain like moment. But again, you know, no wrong way. Exactly. Well, we are. We do have to take a quick little commercial break. Uh, when we come back, Amethyst is going to have the floor for a little while, and then we are going to come back. I did see we did a, get a few more questions on Facebook and YouTube, so we will be back momentarily. We'll chat with you soon. <laughs> WLFE-DB.com, where our shows are your shows.
Hello, everybody, and welcome back here on Inside the Drag Closet. My name is Amethyst Diamond, and I'm about to interview the one and only Mrs. Kasha Davis from Season 7 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Are you ready? Let's bring her in and, and grill her, shall we? Wait, what? <laughs> what? What? Really? Grill you. We're going to grill you. We're going to flip you, grill you. Medium rare. That's how I like my meat. How do you like your meat? I think, I think because I'm uh, turning 50 this year, I'm well done. <laughs> You're well done. No, ma'am. No, 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 ma'am. No. Do you feel that, you know, being a, a more mature queen, do you feel that puts you at an advantage to some of the newer girls? Um, you know, I think it depends on the scenario. I think in terms of competing on Drag Race, no. I think that uh, there's definitely much like the fashion industry, there's a desire for, you know, youth. And uh, that's pretty apparent by just the casting as well as the people that really excel. Um, that being said, in terms of performing in general, I think, you know, experience is everything. And some people can do fantastic right off the bat, but then, you know, without having had the experience and building the relationships and understanding that it's a business that you need to continue to foster and to grow and to communicate, you know, uh, that that could create some stumbling blocks for people without that experience. But, you know, people can surprise you too. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it takes a village to build a queen. You know, you can, you can be the prettiest, you know, you can, you can do a category and do very well. But if you don't have that backup and that support and that networking, you, you know, you're not good. You're not good right. at all. And, and you know from the pageant world, I mean, you, you have a team. Uh, you have people that uh, assist you in, you know, whatever way, whether it's, you know, uh, costuming, hair, uh, any styling, coaching, et cetera. Um, you know the pageant world better than I do. But so all of these things become a team. And you're as good as, as uh, you're only as good as your team. Absolutely. That is 100% true. Absolutely. And there's a lot of queens out there that don't recognize that or give those people that credit. And that'll be the quickest way to end your career. Do you agree? Oh, I would agree. And I mean, you know, I have a friend, Katie P, who uh, is a gal who travels with us and, and she helps us out at all the drag cons. You know, I would be nothing without my husband, Mr. Davis. You know, we created Mrs. Kasha Davis together on a return trip from P-Town after seeing Miss Richfield 1981. And I just adore her. She just was such a hoot. And she, we saw her show several times and her improvisational skills, everything were on point. And she had this, you know, storytelling way and then it, it gave some positive messaging. And so the whole way home, he and I talked about what if I did drag and what would it be like? And, and we came up with the name in the car on the way home. That being said, to this day, without Mr. Davis, I mean, he helped me log in tonight. <laughs> yes, there he is. We Look have at some, that. And I mean, it's so great to travel with someone that you care about. Uh, some people have assistants, et cetera. And I think that it really becomes, you know, a personal assistant sometimes like that, you know, it becomes a companion. And so who better to travel the world than with my husband? You know, we've been able to go to Australia, the UK, to Paris, and to be able to see places together that I can't believe were because of drag. 
Absolutely. And it's such a blessing to have somebody like that in your life who loves you and supports you. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you come home and you take your wig and your makeup off and you let that persona down, you know, you have that person there that is still there to love you and embrace you and hug you and, and support you. You know, it takes a lot out of you to do this and to push, you know, that persona out and be larger than life for everybody. So blessings to you. You 17 years? You said seven happy, 10 legal or how's that <laughs> Yeah, I said, my joke is 17 years uh, together, seven legal, three happy. Yes. Darian, Darian did the whole three happy thing. We've been happy. We have a great time together. He's my best friend. Um, we, It's been interesting, you know, this since March, spending 24 hours together. I mean, I don't know anybody that I spent 24 hours together in my life besides this is the first time. Because even like growing up, you got away from your family. You went to school, but now he's working from home. I'm home. I don't travel. And it's been great. We've been having fun. And, you know, we know, like, I'll go, I'll be like, I'm going to go for a ride. And I'll be gone for a couple hours, you know, bounce around from stores, give ourselves some space. But it's been really great. And it's, you know, I, we can just sit in a room and be quiet and be the happiest just sitting together. That's fantastic. Congratulations on, on, on your marriage. 17 years, that's a long time, and that deserves all the applause. Ah, thanks. Well, you know, I, hey, listen, it's not always perfect. I did Google how to spice up the bedroom the other night. <laughs> you know. Whatever helps, babe. Whatever helps. You do what you got to do. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What is it, Sean Cody? I have to tell you, when we first started dating, we uh, well living together. I looked on his computer and I said, I don't know why I was on his login, and I saw Sean the, the word the name Sean Cody, and I got all jealous. I didn't know what Sean Cody was, and then I was like, he came home from work. I was like, so who's Sean Cody? And he's like, that's oh private, God. and I'm like, oh, so you have some friend named Sean Cody. He's like, dude, and he shows me. I was like. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was just porn. Okay. And you like it now. Now you like it, right? Now you like now, Sean Perry. Now we're, now we're all friends. So, you know. Now Sean comes over for dinner. <laughs> now, 
sometimes you gotta just pull up those videos just to spice up the bedroom, you know? You're like, oh yeah, that's why there's a TV in here. Not just for the Golden Girls. <laughs> exactly, not just for, for HGTV either. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. That is wonderful. I'm taking notes. I'm taking yeah, notes over here. Jay, yeah. write that down. SeanCarty.com. Exactly. Got it. All you got for a long, loving relationship is, is Sean Cody and the Golden Girls, and you're fine. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, I have it like, I, and that makes me feel real well. Sean Cody makes me feel happy too, but that's unrelated. Um, but no, like I'm also, you know, I've been. I just celebrated my sixth anniversary. Uh, we realized we've been together for eight years, and like he's basically Mr. Devere at this point. Um, yeah. I, I have promised him he's going to be on the show at some point. I just don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> Hopefully soon, because Derek is, is a joy and a pleasure. One of my favorite people, um, <laughs> a hard worker. You know, he helps produce the shows and, and you know, the, the flyers and whatnot. And he's so good at it. So for me to you, Derek, I love you. We'll get you on the show, show very soon. Yes. Make that happen. Yeah. Scarlett and I were joking around, like, we're going to do an episode where the two guests are going to be our husbands, but we have to paint them. I have to paint my husband as Scarlett Overkill, and he has to paint, and she has to paint her husband as Jade Devere. Yes. <laughs> yes. A good idea. Well, Mr. Davis does like getting dragged sometimes. They're only every so many, like, you know, five, ten years for Hollywood, and he... She is a diva. Her name is Ginger Montclair. <laughs> first pet, first street, Ginger Montclair. Just watch out. When she hits the streets, you know she's there. Uh, same. Same with yep. that one. That's Miss Husky Varna. <laughs> she's my little chainsaw. I like that. Husky Varna. That's beautiful. Now, would you allow your husband to compete for Drag Race? Do you think there'd be some animosity there or no? He would never do it. He would never do it. <laughs> he, would never do it. he would never do it. He likes, well, first of all, he's a, a very talented singer and uh, and says that he, you know, gives it up, but he still sings on occasion um, and would. And he is very good at the business aspect of things and very, very, very helpful and patient with technology. I mean, I've done a show with my friend Aggie Dune. We did a show, an impersonation show, Similar to what Christopher Peterson does, but more quick, quick change lip sync. Um, we would do, you know, 18 numbers back to back, quick costume changes. And Mr. Davis would do all the lighting sound. And, you know, if anything were to go wrong, we would be able to improvise, but he was just as much a part of that show as we were. And so to have him and to share those talents. But to get up on stage and do the runway, he gets a little bit like, I don't know, it's not his passion. That makes sense, though. I mean, my husband's the same way. He's like, granted, he'll get up on stage and have fun, but he second guesses himself. And that happens. You know, we've he's also, you know, won a pageant before himself. He was Mr. Stallions for a year. And I, I was very proud of him for that. I didn't win, but you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and he had a very glittery give up, did he not? Oh my God, let me, I'm gonna download that picture because it oh. was ridiculous. <clears throat> for I his 
clawed my face off. He had glitter everywhere. He was so inspired to just create this drag fantasy as a bio king. Right. Uh, well, we don't, oh, what? That's not the term to use anymore. And I do apologize for that. Um, oh, what? there it is. Here we go. Let me upload this quickly. My husband's insane because he did this. Oof. Oh my God. No, ma'am. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That looks fabulous. Both look fabulous. You know, uh, Bianca Del Rio did for the for our finale. Yeah. She was head to toe in glitter. Yes. And just, I'm like, how do you wash that off? I mean, you've got to scratch yourself. That's what my house looked like for a month after that. Right. I bet. We're still finding glitter. We're finding micro dots from a cover up that I accidentally washed, but I didn't even wash it in this house. Oh, isn't it great? Like when you wake up the next day and you're like, wow, there's a sequin on my pickle. Isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why there? Why there? Um, <laughs> what is your best technique? I'm not very good at this. What is your best technique to do? glitter on your lids i stopped doing it um i didn't like i kept on doing it for the longest time and then i was like i'm i'm now in a very soft phase i change my face every year or so um but i i used to do glitter on inside my crease all the time but when i de-drag i only de-drag in the shower now okay okay what was your technique to apply it any tricks Kasha, for me to do uh, glitter on a lid, I use my eyelash adhesive. Um, but for my eyelashes, I actually use, um, what is it, Wig Bond, the black glue. Um, yeah, yeah. But for glitter, I use the white glue just to be safe because um, it dries clear. So I, right. I, I just put a little bit on the tip of a brush and smear that right on my lid and then press it with my finger into my crease. And then you can clean everything else up and you're good before you put your lashes on. Don't do it after your lashes. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. It just it gets messy for me, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's not my. I tried, I've tried, and sometimes it looks good, and then other times I'm like, okay, now it's falling in my lashes, and it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's just part of the process, and nobody notices but you, really. <laughs> yeah. And it's easier I to start with that. It's easier to just do that first and then do everything else because some will fall, they will, they'll move. Um, but I usually blow dry it after I get the glitter on, on a low setting just to set it. Oh, there you go. That's a good tip. Smart. Write that down, kids. Write that down. <laughs> Every, yeah, exactly. Everybody's out there like, wow. We, you know, we knew that, Kasha, where have you been? Well, listen, I'm not, I, 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 I enjoy the face that I do, and I, I learn little things as I go. I think that's true for every drag performer. Like, mm -hmm. I try to change something with my face every year. Um, this year, what I've started doing a lot more, I actually got a black Miron cream stick, and I don't use black eyeshadow or eyeliner anymore. Oh, okay. And, because I go pretty heavy, and, like, I like how it looks. Yeah, I do too. Might be different next year. Who knows? Right. That's the thing about drag. You know, you can do absolutely anything. You can you can make mistakes, and the next thing you know, it's your new look. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
Just throw it on, smear it around. You'll figure it out. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. I just remember. Yeah. Go ahead. Aggie was just like, uh, I was like, you know, I don't know what to do with this hair. She goes, it's just hair. Brush it. Okay. We do we do actually have a fun question uh, from Jamie Angel. They're an incredible performer. They just start, started doing drag. Um, what is your most favorite and least favorite aspects of being a drag performer? We'll start with Kasha on that one. So my favorite aspect is, is as mentioned, celebrating every intricacy of my genuine <clears throat> self. Um, my least, <laughs> I know, I mean, you know, I think sometimes the, uh, the, the comparison I can do where I want to, you know, I see this person's getting this job and this job and I want to get that job. And so that, that part that gets in my, that I overthink things, that could be my least favorite. I don't, it's my own thinking, but that comparison and just getting frustrated if other people have more work than I do. I think that's just human nature. Like yeah. we want what someone else has while we should focus on what we have. Right. Right. And be grateful for what we have. Absolutely. How about you, Amethyst? Um, for me, the greatest joy of doing drag is just touching people's lives and getting out there and entertaining people and making people smile, make them forget about, for example, the year 2020 or, you know, the election. <laughs> just, bringing joy to people's lives, making, taking this, uh, making them step out of their own realities and just enjoy the fantasy. That's the biggest thing for me is just seeing people look up and smiling and enjoying what I do. Um, the biggest downfall about drag, I don't have many, um, but I feel as though there's a persona about drag queens or, and many misconceptions as well um, that we want to be women or, you know, that we're over effeminate people. Um, but you know, knowing you personally, Jade, and you knowing me personally, Jade, we're two totally different people in and out of drag. You know, a lot of guys won't date drag queens either because they're like, oh, you're a pansy, you know, you're you're a fairy, whatever, you wear women's clothing. There's no pleasure in what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> like, it's such a big misconception, and I, and I and I want to break that that stereotype. You know what I mean? I agree. Um... I love, I love performing. I love being an artist. I love being my own director. I've actually been in the process of writing a show. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm hopefully going to be workshopping it next year at the New Jersey Renaissance Fair uh, in a slightly altered format. But um, that's that's my goal at this point. My least favorite aspect of being a drag performer is putting it on. I hate getting into drag. I Aww. don't. I like once my makeup clicks, I'm like, oh, okay, there she is. But until I get there, I'm like, why? Why? I feel why, you. Why do my eyes look like this right now? I feel you. Until you get your hat on and your lashes, you're like, to hell with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's wonderful. We do have a fun comment here. Um, from WLFE-DB Radio Network, we miss Rochester drag. We need to work with you girls with Kasha. Oh, yes, we miss Rochester drag too. <laughs> nice, nice to be able to do our show. We've had a, a long running, I think it's 10 years now, uh, Drag Me to Brunch that we do 
that I'd love to have you gals uh, guest with us. We do a show there, a, a wonderful drag brunch, and then a, uh, a show at a club called Comedy at the Carlson. And I love it because, you know, I was taught early on that if you can't host, um, you're not going to have a very long career in drag. And, um, and so stand-up is a form of hosting where you're up there for 20 minutes and you, you know, you might lip, lip sync a little bit, but then you're going to tell some stories. And it's so much fun and such a great challenge. And as you said, Jade, it's a great way to workshop and develop some, some shit that can become part of your shows, and it's great. So I think that's, that's, that's almost like a lost art in drag, too. I remember last year, my husband and I went to Provincetown for the first time. And we walked around. First impression was, wow, this place is really gay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I remember just walking down Commercial Street and like, we're like, okay, this is this kind of artsy. And I look over and I'm like, are the Kinsey Six really just singing on the street? Where the yeah. hell am I? This is like the gayest Ren Fair ever. Yeah. That's and where... I Mr. Davis and I, but we had both of our honeymoons. So I say both because we had one that was our first marriage that was just because before it was legal. And then when it was legal, we went back and celebrated our honeymoon again. Just, you know, why not? And they were both in P-Town and we just love it there. Yeah. I wasn't ready when I first got there, but by the time we left, we were like, oh, we're going to come back here. And then COVID yeah. happened and we didn't. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> but next year. Uh, quick question from uh, Ted Van Son. Where does Kasha mainly perform now? Mainly, I perform right here in my basement. Um, you can catch my drag story time for children of all ages every Wednesday at 4 and Sunday at noon. And then I have um, a two video series that come out weekly, one on Mondays, um, uh, Mondays with MKD, and it's me taking off my makeup and sharing some motivation uh, and some positivity. And then Life with the Davises, a show that Mr. Davis and I do together. That's on um, Thursdays. And at that point, other than that, I'm, I'm bookable for cameos. There are who? <laughs> oh, that's right. And her cameo info is right down there. Yeah, that's the, that's the COVID schedule. <laughs> so my husband just commented, um, when he does the glitter look, he used Garnier Fructis Pure Clean finishing paste because it doesn't dry out. Just uh, lather it on and put on the glitter. That's interesting. And you know, not exactly related, but I saw a tutorial recently where somebody was doing, you know, if they do like a full coverage foundation color, total body, like maybe all green or all pink or whatever. Um, that they were just the way they were talking about it is that you mix it into a foundation and you get the foundation to the color you want and then you use the foundation all over versus just that palette. I, I, that was I was running out um, a number of years ago for Derek stepped down as Mr. Stallions. He wanted to do a Steven Universe number and we painted my drag son as Amethyst or yeah, as Amethyst. Yeah. Um, painted the kid just purple and it was an endeavor but I had like a little bit of purple left and I was running low on clown white so I put them all in the same tub put them in the microwave for a minute took it out 
stirred it, and now I have this lovely lavender. If I ever want to do a look like Juno Birch, I am ready to go. Oh You're ready to goodness. go. Yeah, I thought that was more interesting. I saw somebody on a, doing that on a tutorial. I was like, oh, I, you know, note to self, if I ever decide to go all green or something. Oh, or maybe there you I'll go. All yellow and jaundice and just keep pushing. There's always time for a cocktail. And Mrs. Liverpool. <laughs> Just keep Kasha, it going. Do you, Kasha, do you do any uh, celebrity impersonations? You know, I love to do Liza Minnelli. Uh, yeah. uh, when we do our impersonation show, I do Liza, Bette Midler, Tina Turner, uh, Judy Garland, a lot okay. of the clubs. That's fantastic. And yeah. have you ran for pageants, like pre-drag race? Did you compete in pageantry or anything like that? I... Competed in two different pageants. One here in Rochester for the Miss Rochester pageant, and then one in Syracuse for Miss Syracuse. Uh, you know, it was a different time in drag, and I didn't love it. I think that uh, I would consider it as as I've been doing drag more now. Um, I just I I'm fascinated to watch the pageant and to see the transformation and the perfectionism and all that. Sometimes, you know, my drag uh, back then was a little bit messier. So I got, I just thought, it's not my shtick. And, uh, but now I've learned a lot and I think, well, yeah, maybe I would. But um, I have such a respect for that aspect of drag. It's, it's, it's amazing in the, again, as we mentioned earlier, have a team to help you to watch for every little detail um, is, is, is so vital. Every every year, uh, my husband and I usually catch snippets of the Miss Gay America pageant, which for anyone out there who has never watched it, definitely do it. It is a spectacle. It is amazing. But I always kind of thought, you know, that's probably not my path. You know, I'm not, that's not my style of drag. And then I saw a queen do a talent number. Her name was Mary Nolan. And I laughed nonstop. She did the Boca Grove condominium report from Mad TV. And it was like a whole bunch of people as in a, an old folks home doing like dance routines, dancing the house down as they're like dancing with walkers. And I was like, that, that is amazing. Jade, did you see when Asia O'Hara ran for Miss Gay America? Did you I see did her talent that year? Oh my goodness, she did Aretha Franklin. I forget the song, but I mean, just dancers just kept coming out of the woodwork. I'm like, how many people does she have under her dress? Like, it was just fantastic. And and she was just uh, recently here in Pennsylvania performing, um, and just such a sweetheart and such a genuine person. Like, she just oozes joy. So, Kasha, have you? I have worked uh, with her, and I do adore her. She's such a sweetheart. Now she was was she there for the um, the tour with the drive-in? Uh, they did the Halloween tour, which I believe was in Philadelphia. Um, okay, I believe. I well, they were doing them in drive-in theaters, and I just thought that was so creative, you know, with regard to COVID. Um, but yeah, she, she's a great host. I saw her hosting the Vegas show, and she was just phenomenal. And she pulled myself and Darian up on stage, which was really sweet. That's fantastic. She yeah. performed, I think she performed up at the woods as well, which I want to know how she dealt with that. So 
The Woods is a huge clothing optional resort. <laughs> I performed there once and I was not prepared. Right. <laughs> I'm performing around the pool. I'm taking dollar bills, just kind of like, I don't know where any of this money is coming from, but thank you. <laughs> well, we have um, Jones Pond Campground is a place here in the Rochester area. And Aggie is the, the mistress of, you know, the shows there. She does an amazing show there. And sometimes clothing optional. And it just makes me laugh. You know, I'm in the middle of doing New York, New York. And I'm like, well, hello, you know. <laughs> so just a tip. Just a tip. And it just makes I giggle. I remember one time uh, when we were all out one time out on the town in Canada in Toronto, we went to a strip club and we walked in and everybody was having a good time. And I just giggled the whole time because I'm like, they're just dangling and dancing around and it's cracking me up. Um, so I'm not the best around you know, public nudity. I start to laugh. And it's not, maybe because I get nervous. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I remember I was having a rough day that day. Um, uh, my husband let me know a friend of mine had passed that morning. I was like, kind of wish you had waited, but I'm also grateful. Like I was all over the place emotionally. So I did my first number, which I don't even remember what I performed. I think it was some ABBA mix. Um, and I only did ABBA that day. Um, my second number, I went back into my dressing room, started crying. I was like, girl, pull your shit together. Come on, put on this orange gown. I performed this six and a half minute mix of Chikatita where I don't dance at all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Paul? Um, I just walk around and by the end of it, I'm standing at the wheelchair ramp at the pool and I'm like, this is how this is going down. And I just walked into the pool in an orange gown and I'm like, this is my life right now. Game on. <laughs> there you Were go. You padded? Did you I, have padding on? Let me tell you, not easy to get out of a pool when all of a sudden you're 50 pounds heavier. Gravity. <laughs> 
so at Jones Pond after a show, I don't remember what it was. Dive into the pool. It was the song. And Aggie's like, okay, now after this, at the end, you and I will take off our cover-ups and have our swimsuits on, and the spotlights will follow us, and we'll run down and jump in the pool. And I was like, hmm, okay. And I was hot, you know, and I'm running down, and she's like, you know, I'm kind of three, jump in. And so I jump in. Well, next thing you know, I can't get up out of the, like, I stink, and all my pants are like, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I could not, between the wig and the fingernails, like, just, it felt different. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I thought I was drowning. And so I get my face up to the water, up out of the water, and I'm gasping. And she's like, I can't swim either. I'm like, oh, my God. No one can hear us because the music is blasting, and we're drowning. But we made it. It was a good show, and we made it. We survived. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's oh. that's a memory right there. <laughs> the closest comparison I, I can say that I've done to jumping in a pool is drag queen jello wrestling. Have you ever okay. done that? I have not. I don't recommend I... What was that like? Oh my god. Cold. Very, very cold. Very sticky. Yeah. Oh. Very sticky. I, I'm was... never again. Yeah, and that's no. the end of whatever, whatever wig you wore. It's like that's yeah. <laughs> yep. She's done. Thank you. Time to grab another shake and go. <laughs> well, exactly, Jade. That's when you have that box of shake and go wigs where you're like, okay, this will do. I'll get out on, you know, and then they get ripped off or something. Yeah. Yes. Never throw out your old stuff. You never know when you have to dive in the pool or wrestle some big bitch in, in a pool. Right. I have, a, I have a Tupperware bin of wigs that I'm like, I usually bump them up or something, but then they just lay there. Absolutely. And they wait. And they wait. <laughs> I have a, there's a fantastic question. This is from my darling husband. Kasha, you had put out a video on your channel back in 2015 about who you might have done if you were on the Snatch Game. Who would you choose now? I would still be choosing Joan Rivers, probably. Um, would be my, one of my first. And I've been thinking about some other old school people like Ethel Merman and stuff like that. That you know, because be because I'm an old school queen and an older diva, I would do somebody like that. You know, classic old old Broadway or Hollywood. That's fun. Yeah. Every year, for those who don't know, when you audition for RuPaul's Drag Race, it used to be you would have to do a snatch game character. Well, the last two years. You have to do three of them. <laughs> yeah, well, they stuck the game. <laughs> what was that? And I was just going to say, I think because people pick the same people, so they want to see multiple options, and then they guide you as to which one they want you to do. Smart. I yeah. <laughs> I auditioned for season seven. I did Donatella. Aha! <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's funny. That Who did funny. I do last year? I did um, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, good um, one. I did uh, Kim Davis, that a-hole who wouldn't let gays get married. Yeah. And then I was like, who inspires me as a drag performer? I was Judy Tenuta. <gasps> good one. I rented an accordion just to film an audition tape. <laughs> it was dumb. 
I loved it. It was tough. Uh, yeah. No, not dumb. Dedication. Dedication, Craft. yes. Craft. <laughs> Who would you be, Amethyst? You know, I really don't know. I, I, I honestly, I have no idea. I've been told I look like certain people, but I've never personally done an impersonation or tried to. So I, I don't know. I really don't. Maybe Whitney Houston, perhaps. Maybe. I don't know. I, I can see that. Who, who do people say that you that you look like? Um, Vanessa Williams, Donna Summer, uh, Whitney Houston, Janet Jackson. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I've never done an impersonation. So. Well, so I think that what happens with those impersonations is that you have to improvise. So you just have to do somebody who's kooky enough that they would do silly kooky things that you can get, you could kind of blend into other stuff because you never know when right. you're going to have to react. So it's not as it's not always about how you look. It's about the like the fact that you can improvise. Exactly. One thing my husband and I talk about a lot because there are a lot of comedians I've thought about doing, but at the same time, if you're gonna try a comedian, you have to be funnier than them. And that's typically a battle you're not gonna win. Right. <laughs> right. So I've tried to avoid like, oh, I love this comedian's sense of humor, but I'm not gonna do them because you know. <laughs> That's what right. they do. So yeah, if I do again, I and you're not allowed to repeat anything. I'm like, oh god, who would I be? My very first RuPaul's Aud Drag Race audition tape, I was Madam. Oh, oh wow. I love that! I got the nose, I got a chin, and I made a yarn wig, and I was Madam. That's nice, really fun. Nice. Yeah, I need to do that again. Maybe for do Halloween. Oh, damn. Well, that's over. And I like on recent years on Drag Race with Snatch Game, um, like Gigi Good doing a robot. She nailed the shit out of that. That was so, right. so good. And then even Shea Coulee doing Flavor Flav. You know, mm -hmm. you really got to think outside the box with characters like that. And they both did a fantastic job. I thought it was super impressive. Yeah. I've seen clips of Jimbo as Joan Rivers, and I died because Jimbo... So yeah. So, so good. I haven't watched Drag Race Canada, but I've watched every clip of Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because that's, that's a kind of performer that I'm like, that first challenge when they're going up that hill and they're like, we're going to put a fan on and Jimbo just starts screaming. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> that's what I want to see a drag performer do. Not, oh, yes. Oh, right. I want to see. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let it out. Let exactly. it out. <laughs> we have another fantastic question here from Rob Thompson. What kind of funny mishap have you had while performing? Hmm. Right. Yeah. Other than losing wigs and coming untucked, you know. Ooh. Oops. I probably come on talked all the time, but nobody notices. Um, let's see. What about you, Jay? <laughs> um, well, I was performing at Stallions one time and the, uh, the backdrop fell on me. I was there for that. <laughs> I got onto Willem's beatdown because of that. You just reminded me of my, my funny, embarrassing moment. 
So I was performing at that show with my friend Aggie and, and Mr. Davis, and they had risers instead of a stage like that they use in a party house, and they had them tied together. Well, something wasn't tied properly, and I'm doing What a Feeling, and I go to lay back at the chair. The chair busts. I go through the chair. The riser breaks, and my wig goes. Let me tell you, every woman, and especially the plus-size gals, came up, and they tipped me well that night. They were like, we feel you, you know? And <laughs> it was a great night. So I thought, maybe I need to just add that, you know, fall into every performance where the stage breaks. I can take it. And uh, so I can get to it well. But that was, that, was, that was a moment. And, I mean, the chair was stuck around my waist, and the wig was off, and balls. Oh, God. Oh, and it probably that, made the performance even that much better for the audience, you know, yeah. for the well, sake of entertainment. Exactly, for the sake of it, I did it for the I did it for the people. The show it's must go. <laughs> I want to talk about you know I've been following you on Instagram, and we talked about before the show started. I get such joy seeing you and Max on Instagram. Uh. <laughs> For those who don't know, well, I'll let Kasha describe Max. <laughs> well, I describe Max as my soul pup. Uh, Max, there he is, my baby. Oh, clicking around up there. I can hear him clicking upstairs right now as, as we are doing this, waiting for me to go to bed. He at night will sleep his head on my belly and his butt on Steven's chest. And <laughs> he just has to be, you know, touching us. We adopted him, and he was, you know, he wasn't well, and we, we we nursed him back. He's so grateful for that, and we got him around the time when I first was in my sobriety journey, and he taught me how to be in the moment. And I didn't know. I, I heard about people talking about that and meditation and all that, and I was like, okay, I'm a you know energetic go getter, and I was like, I don't get it. And I watched one day Max just looking out the window just sort of like the way that he would look at the leaves or a bird or a squirrel. And he didn't get excited. He was just observing it. And I thought, he just looks like he's in so much peace. And I I would practice with him. I was like, show me what you're doing, you know? And I just feel like we have such a connection. He knows if I start to get anxious or angry, he comes over and puts his paw on my chest like, come on, you know? And he's just amazing. Isn't it amazing how dogs know? Oh, they do. Um, and they, they they can communicate and they sense and um, yeah, they're amazing creatures. Indeed. My my friend Elise, um, it it never ceases to amaze me. From my friend Elise had this a service dog named Burke. Sadly, Burke has passed uh, a number of years ago, but Burke could tell when Elise was going to have a seizure. And it's so, it boggles my mind how a dog can predict such a thing. Although Burke was a pain in the butt too. We all went <laughs> out to one night and he knows, like if he boops his nose on her knee, that means, hey, something's coming. Where do I get my treat? Oh, okay. But then he would start going around the table and booping everybody else's knee like, hey, I did the thing. Right. <laughs> we're like, listen. <laughs> I do that too. That's how I get my snacks. You know? That's uh -huh. fair. 
She's under the table. She's Ooh. under the table booping something. I don't know what it is, but she's, she's under the table nonetheless. It's been no, a rough year. What can I say? It's been a rough year. <laughs> 2020 has been unkind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to, I'm looking through the um, chat to see if we have any more questions here. Everybody has been so wonderful and appreciative. We've gotten... If I tried to read all the compliments that we've been getting tonight, we would be here for another hour and a half. Well, our, our screens don't have the space for our, our heads will get too big. Exactly. exactly. Just <laughs> Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Inside the Drag Closet. This is all <laughs> I can fit now. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> but yeah, we've had some amazing viewers this evening. Um, uh, Alexa Paris just sending us a whole bunch of love. Thank you so much, girl. Um, I, I, Kasha, is there anything you just any fun stories you wanted to tell to everybody? <laughs> just gonna throw you on the spot. Just throw me on the spot. Well, no, I, you know, I, uh, I think that it's it's an interesting time. I'm grateful for whatever opportunities I get to continue to perform and to explore the you know, artistry of drag. And, and uh, I just hope that if anybody's watching and they're curious about either starting or, you know, celebrating, uh, you know, a part of themselves that they are hesitating to do, that they can see somebody, this 49 year old fella here who said, you know what, I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to keep on doing it. And the more that I do and the more that I continue to create, the more opportunities that continue to get presented to me. And uh, it's just been so fantastic. So, you know, it's the, I, I hear those cliches to follow your dreams and I can't express it any more than that, that they will come true when you truly take care of yourself and believe in yourself and love yourself, those things will happen. Amen. Perfectly worded. <laughs> And to tag on to that, we are three drag performers in our 40s, and we're still having fun playing the game. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I feel like you know, I'm just get I'm just getting started, really. So I love that. The best is yet to come. The best yeah, is yet to come. I love that you're. I'm just getting started because people would ask Tina Turner, who is my my favorite celebrity and performer, they would ask her, you know about her age and she's like age is just the number i'm just getting started you know i loved i love that you just said that because it's true you know every day is a new is a new opportunity to get started so yes indeed and especially with drag um you do the drag you want to do you know everybody like that's one thing, you know, we talked about it briefly with RuPaul's Drag Race. They are looking for certain things. But if you truly want to do drag, do the drag that brings you joy and makes you happy. Right. Absolutely. Don't try to be anybody else. Well, and you know, that's such a tough thing. When people say, just be yourself. Uh, sometimes, at least for me, that process was like, I was trying to give the audience or uh, the drag, you know, the person who was the show director, what they thought was fantastic of other performers instead of just doing the songs I love and doing the drag that I love. And the more that you do, people will gravitate and watch that. You know, and uh, 
it's the worst thing you could do to try to emulate somebody else. Obviously, you have personate, you could be impersonating somebody else. But somebody else is drag, you know. Do you who? And in the end, that's what people will gravitate towards. I'm going to tie that into, you know, next week's episode. I'm very excited because we are featuring uh, non-binary drag performers. And we're actually going to have, I'm going to bring up a picture of one of my darling drag children. Mr. Treats will be performing or will be here next week. And they used to get a ton of hate because their drag, they started as a drag king but they didn't want to be a masculine drag king. They wanted to be a feminine guy. They went very David Bowie and people were like, you're a drag king, why are you wearing lashes? You're a drag king, why are you doing this? And they were like, I'm gonna do the drag I want to do. And those right. comments usually come from people who don't do drag. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I get to, I also get to show off being a grandmother next week because my drag grandchild, Baby Flamingo, will also be on the show next week. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Look they at are, Baby Yep, oh. they are so amazing. They're such an adorable little drag clown. I adore, I adore my drag kids and grandkids so much. I don't, I have four kids. I don't know how many times they've procreated. I said, <laughs> Just tell me around the holidays and Nana's going to be here for you. <laughs> there you go. Thank <laughs> you. That's fantastic. Exactly. Like, I, I love my drag family. You know, I I have four kids. Uh, Izzy he, Mr. Treats, Mikel Bono, and Mona Moorhead. And they bring me so much joy. Um, just, I found out that Mikel and I are two days apart birthday-wise. Uh, they're a Valentine's Day baby. Oh. And yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. February 14th, right? I'm February 12th. Mikel is February 14th. And I'm the 21st. That's yep. awesome. March 12th. March 12th. Awesome. So you're one <laughs> month behind me. Mm -hmm. Hey, Pisces girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just found out I share a birthday with uh, Latrice Royale. Oh, wow. Yep. Royalty. Royalty. She's another one. Like, I want to reach out to her. I did a gig with her like eight years ago or something like that. And I'm like, I want to get her on the show, but I'm such a wuss. And I just need to grab the bull by the horns and do it. Do it. Just do it. Especially, yeah. like I said earlier, the playing field is level. People are sitting at home. They're waiting for your call. This is the time. The time is now, Jade. True. For you to contact people for your life. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> exactly. I love that. <laughs> Next week, we're also bringing back our, our Woo Girls of the Week. I'm very excited. Uh, my dear friend Chris is going to be joining us. Cool. Um, She's worked for Disney and Universal and the New Jersey Renaissance Fair, the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. She has been acting and turning the party and her and I have such fun conversations. I'm super excited to bring her into this little drag world. <laughs> so Kasha, do you have any final words for the kids watching at home? <laughs> I just wanna say thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a joy, it's been great to to have the time together and to chat and just chill out and have a 
seltzer and some relaxing tea. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I hope that all of our dreams come true politically, uh, and I hope that everybody stays healthy and safe. Agreed. Hang out a little bit after the show closes. I do want to kiki a little bit off camera too. <laughs> All right. Amethyst, any last words for everyone? Uh, I just want to say thank you to Kasha Davis. Uh, congratulations on your success uh, on the show of RuPaul's Drag Race and in life as well. It's a pleasure to talk to somebody who has been through the gauntlet and lived a, a good life, you know, and is mature as I consider myself to be. So it's nice to get that perspective and that old school drag because that's always what my drag will be. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much and congratulations on your success, truly. Well, thank you, you're so flattering. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna repeat that. Kasha, thank you so much for doing the show. I absolutely adore you. I'm looking forward to the chance where we get to work again and not have to, you know, me sit in my actual drag room in front of a nice green screen and we can actually, you know, perform and have fun and dish backstage. <laughs> I want to thank everybody who has been watching this evening. You kids make this show go on. We are so grateful to have you watching every week. Like I mentioned before, next week we are featuring non-binary drag. Our special guests are going to be uh, Mr. Treats and Baby Flamingo. Our Woo Girl of the Week will be the fantastic Chris. And my co-host is going to be the fantastic Miss Scarlet Overkill. In the meantime, be nice to each other. Share some love. Check in with your friends. Make sure they're okay. But for now... Good night, kids. Mwah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.